Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Wake Up Our Faith. Today, we echo a question of King David from one of his psalms when he says, What can I give back to God? Enjoy today's broadcast. Hello, and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside-down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams with you today in studio. Happy Wednesday. We are streaming today on YouTube, Facebook, as well as Twitter. Uh, Joe Catanacci in studio. Thanks for those who are catching this either on the Big Talker 106.7 FM or on our rebroadcast on our podcast. Uh, happy day. Kevo. Hey, hey. Happy uh, Wednesday and uh, Saturday because uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, folks that are not uh, that are listening for things that aren't shut down will hear us. <laughs> that is right, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's always good to be back with you guys. Um, we have been, you know, very, uh, very forward moving over the past couple of weeks, uh, standing up and speaking out about the goodness of God and the kind of direction that we're headed in. And today's show title is a question that we ask our listeners. We'll dive into that is what can I give back to God? Uh, so Kev, uh, I'll hit the ball across the net to you, man. And just let's start this, uh, let's start the show off. Okay, well, <clears throat> I think uh, you know the last uh, few weeks we've we've been uh, <clears throat> excuse me we've been ramping up a little bit to to the idea that uh, we have to uh, take a stand and um, I mean if you're if you're not going to do that then uh, you probably you probably will lose your legs so it's it's your time and so <clears throat> but we want to do it in an encouraging way but but not a pansy silly wet noodle way um it's real and there's real stuff and um so we need to really uh, be fiery about it mm. but it needs to have encouragement not doom and gloom so to me that's the that's the uh, what pleases god is is to be encouraging um but with fire so anyway, uh, that's, that's sort of the idea, but, uh, you know, the title today comes from, uh, Psalm, uh, 116. I got to put my glasses on here to remember to see it. 116, 12, uh, and then, uh, we'll, we'll go through that. But, uh, the question is, you know, last week we asked a question, uh, is your faith finally awake? Because mm. uh, if it's not then, uh, you know, now's the moment, now's the time. So we want to walk through what does it look like when it's awake, but also what's the point of it? And uh, so, so the great question is, what can I give back to God? Well, that's the question David asked. So when you look at uh, Psalm 116, what you see is, what can I give back to God for the blessings he poured out on me? Mm. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read it. But uh, verse 13, I'll lift up. Hi, the cup of salvation, a toast to God. I'll pray in his name, and I'll complete what I promised God that I'd do. Mm. And I'll do it together with his people. So it's it's wonderful. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, this is the call to action. Right. What will you give back to God for the blessings he's poured out on you? Mm. So you've got a choice here. Um. You know, it, you can sit back apathetically and just say, well, God's going to take care of it all. Um, 
and God will do his will. Um, but <laughs> God expects something from you. Mm. We have to give him that. We owe him something. So that's, that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. You know, I think it's really interesting. I want to say this to our listeners and remind them, we've been talking about this now for the last couple of months, and we are seeing it unfold. Yes. You know, we, right. we, we talked last Wednesday prior to any of the things that happened uh, in, in D.C. and around the country. We said ahead of time, you know, th- th- it's coming, right? Mm-hmm. Be, be awake. Be alert. Right. Pay attention. You know, right. are you awake yet? And so I just want to say that as kind of a reminder. We've been talking about this. We've been talking about censorship. We've been talking about the continued narrative of oppression that exists from, you know, governments right. and these big tech industries. So uh, right. just remember, go back and look and listen and see that, you know, th- this is not a bandwagon that we're jumping on. This is leading people to um, the goodness of God through the craziness and the chaos that is emerging around us. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's listening should know that, uh, you know, this is not new. It's not new for me for a decade, but it, it we it's a culmination. Let, let's put it in perspective. <clears throat> Excuse me. The... Uh, um, uh, what, here, here's the here's the here's the best place to start this because there's so much stuff, there's so much information. Uh, <laughs> it, it, this is about your faith. This is a moment. So, what does that look like? Well, you you have to use the information you have. So, so if you look around, what you see is you see the the uh, media again. Yeah, we've been talking about it, and uh, it's so clear and obvious now maybe hopefully more people are seeing it mm. but uh what you what you have to do is understand what what is your uh information uh, in other words if you don't have if your legs feel wobbly if you feel dizzy you got to find a hard place mm. you got to find a hard place and push back from there so it's it's one of the questions i ask people Where's the hard place? I'm not talking about a difficult place. I'm talking about a solid place. Mm, the rock place. So where is your hard place? Well, you know, the answer I, I get sometimes is I don't know. Um, so I always ask the question, well, what do you know? Mm. What are you sure of? And so if you're a believer, uh, what uh, what you should be sure of is his word. Mm. So your antenna, if you will, is your spirit, your Social media, your media, is the word of God. Yes, and that's it. Now you can either choose to rely upon that or not. Now this is this is different from saying I'm not into politics uh, and just you just want to apathetically close up shop and you know get you some extra soup or something. That's fine, but that's that's not. Um, that's not the generals. That's not the leadership that God's expecting. You, we owe him something. Is that what you owe him? Buying soup and hunkering down? Mm. Nor does it mean uh, you have to go out and and take charge and fight people. This is a spiritual battle. So what's a spiritual battle? It's a war over uh, what you believe versus what you see. Mm. And that's it. Plain and simple. Now, everybody who's a believer knows this. They've heard of it. They've talked about it. Very, very, very few people 
have lived it out. And I know that's a convicting statement, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So what you see is a lot of people uh, afraid. And, uh, you know, it, it, so the, 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 uh, the process becomes humble yourself, hide away, just pray to God. Well, that's not a bad thing, but it is time for us to proclaim God's goodness, to stand up, stir your faith up. And that's what we're here to do. So that's the difference between just walking around going, put your hope in Jesus, Mm. see you next year. We have to jump into this. What does it look like? That's that's what we want to, that's what we've got to give back to God. We owe him something. You know, it's, 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 uh, the, the, the passage that just is on my heart is the whole concept from Paul. He said, faith without works is dead. Right. Meaning that right now your faith needs to move you towards something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and so we, we have to have a response, I believe. There's a response required to the sacrifice of Christ Jesus mm-hmm. that we've been able to get away with not really having a, you know, a response. Well, I kind of, I'm a good person and I believe and I kind of go to church and you now, well, then all of a sudden when everything is crumbling right. now, okay, where, where do you stand? But right. I want to go back to something you said a second ago is, um, where's your hard place? That's a very practical and tangible, uh, something we want to say to our listeners and viewers is like. When you see everything crumbling around you, find your hard place. I think about a hurricane. You know, when Hurricane um, Florence was here and our ho- our mm-hmm. family stayed, we found the center of the house, the house that was most protected, and we went into that safe room. Yeah. And the interior of the house, it doesn't have any exposed windows, et cetera. Right. So in this moment, when it's, when it's windy outside, when the wind's blowing, when the storm is upon us, find that hard place, find that center place. Right, right. Yeah, you got to find a hard place and push back from there. And so I had somebody saying to me, a good friend, saying, hey, don't you have, uh, uh, you know, some uh, protection? Uh, there, there's a lot of different types of protection. I don't, we don't have to get into that. But I said, look, what did Jesus have on the mountain? Uh, when when the enemy approached him, uh, he had the word, the word, the sword. Yeah. yeah. So that is our weapon, and um, that's the place. It's the the greatest weapon. So uh, that's your hard place, but uh, you've got to find it for yourself. And and you know, I have a lot of people texting me right now and, and asking me questions, and and you know, what is this? Is this the tipping point? All that kind of stuff. Great people, good friends, etc. So you know, my answer is it's a birth. It's also a vindication, um, mm. but, uh, y- you know, you can call it whatever you want, but it is God at work, and you have to, you, you can't despair. This is not a moment to despair with wobbly knees. Mm. This is a moment to stand up. So when you look at the Word, which is what we need to do today, um, this is your social media. Mm, this is that. your media. This is your hard place. This is the rock, right? All of that stuff, you know, brought it up for a reason. This is the thing that you know. So many people think, well, I don't know. You know, things are blacked out. Where am I going to get? And you get, you can get way off out into craziness. Uh, at what it, by the way, this is very, very, uh, it's, it's crazy. But, but rather than getting so far out there and, and leaning upon that stuff and people and what's being blocked out. Remember what you do know. Remember your hard place, not your difficult place, but your rock. It's not a cliche. And I'm saying that from experience. 
Um, so what can I give back to God was the question David asked. But he, he goes on to say, um, for the blessings he's poured out on me. Now, we all have that. If he hasn't poured out any blessings on you, then I reckon you ought to talk to him about it um, so he can straighten you out. Yeah. But everybody I know, he's poured out blessings on. Amen. So you owe him something. What are you going to do with that? That's the question right now. If it doesn't matter now, it never has. Mm. So you have to step into that. So, again, it's about encouragement. The future is good. Um, but, uh, but, but you have to participate. It, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Moses uh, with his arms held. And I can't remember if it was the Malachites or who it was. But, you know, Moses had to hold his arms up. It seems silly. But all this stuff in, in Scripture does. That's because it, it, it usurps or, or undoes our logic. Mm. That's oppressive. It's reason. That's a humanist. That's not God. God gave us logic and reason to carry out tasks. Uh, it's good, but it's not God. God goes against that. Uh, he's into the impossible thing. So you have to, you have to, that's your first step is, is you have to step into this, knowing that this is not about what you see. And you can't reason your way through it. Mm. Um, yeah, you can, you can uh, be excited about things, and you can be a little afraid at times. I'm not saying that this is normal, but you've got to keep going back to what you do know. And if you don't know Scripture and you can't stand on it, um, then, then, you know, where are you? What do you have? So, <clears throat> so Moses had to hold his arms up. God's job was to win it. Our job is to step into battle. God's job is to win it. We don't have to win it. We don't have to take to the streets. What we do have to do is hold fast. We have to be firm in our faith. And, uh, you know, there's a price to pay in that. So, so anyway, we can talk through it. I just, uh, I think that the answer here that we're trying to say, I'm trying to say, is you, you have everything you need. You have, this is what we mean by living. You have to walk by faith from the outside in. And be led by the Spirit from the inside out. And it guards your heart. It's top and bottom. And God will show you and speak to you and and give you clarity on everything. Now, how do I know that? Well, Scripture teaches us that. But I've had to live it out. For I've been living this way since probably 09. So guess what? He's better than you think he is. Mm -hmm. And he will show you and tell you. and, And he'll bring people into your life that you can really trust. Right now, you're seeing a whole lot of people you can't. Yes. So he's saying, look, this has been going on forever. I'm about to change it. Yeah. And I'm making it, I'm making you aware of it. Yeah. It's, it's a pulling back of the bed sheets. That's right. You know, it's a pulling back. It's the tide going back and seeing the right. old crustaceans underneath. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, the, the, it is. the interesting piece to me is the other day, as is, is kind of talking about this, you know, he, uh, he was reminding me of the cross. And reminding me of the crucifixion of Jesus, which is, I would say, arguably, is the most massive event in human history. Um, right. There were types of people and how they approached that thing. You know, yeah. you had the Pharisees who were completely opposed throwing him in. Right. You had Judas who was getting his money and running. Right. You had Peter who was afraid of his own life and what people thought. He yeah. was fleeing. But I thought about Mary Magdalene mm. and I thought about John. Yeah. They were there. Yeah. At the cross. And we talked right. a couple of weeks ago about going back to the cross, you know. That's right. And they were there. But also, too, Mary Magdalene was there on Sunday morning, mm-hmm. you know. She 
she had seen him raise Lazarus. And so there was this thing in Mary Magdalene. She said, I'm going back because my God's not finished yet. Yeah, well, her hard place was she knew Jesus in the flesh. And what we have is better. We have his word. The spirit, too. He he is, uh, we have the word and the spirit. Mm. This is the legacy. This is what he gave us. So uh, it's better. It's better. He lives in us. Mm, yeah, better for him to be in us than for us to see him face to face. So <clears throat> anyway, uh, there's a job to do here. The job is waking your faith up, stepping into it, trusting God to the point that you're even excited about what's coming mm-hmm. instead of worried about it. Yeah, take some precautions, do some things, recognize that uh, stuff is going on, whether you're hearing about it or not, it is. And uh um, it's going to be okay, but you have to you have to fasten your faith to a fall. You have to jump out of the plane for the chute to open, mm. and uh, otherwise you're just going to sit in there and fumble around with it and ask keep asking God to do what He's already done. Right. So uh, we, we we definitely want. There's so much to talk about. I I don't uh, I'm not sure how we will get through it all, but <clears throat> what we see. From the hard place is scripture, right? What we see is God is speaking to us. It never stops. Mm. So um, where do you start here? Well, I call it dizzy steps. Um, um, It's it's waiting. It's like uh, I remember when we were going through this incredible journey that we went through. We literally had to learn how to wait on God Mm. to eat from his hand daily, weekly. And most people don't know what that's like. And, And I'm not saying, look at me. I'm saying... It's okay. He, 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 he's there. He's real. But it, it, it felt like uh, 100 degrees and humidity that you could not get out of. You just had to live in it over and over, 110 degrees. So it's difficult. So you can't, you can't just turn the AC on here. You, you have to understand how to bolster your faith. You have to stand on the Word. It edifies the Spirit, and it frees you. The truth sets you free. That's what it does. It renews the mind, edifies the spirit, and it gets this ball rolling. So what I find is a lot of people, I talk to people every week, and I spend hours and hours doing it. And almost everyone, every time, says, man, I feel so much better. Let's do it again. And there's a reason for that. It's because we're speaking truth into them. We're reminding them of God's goodness. We're standing on the word. So we've got to go back to that. All right, so... I think the, uh, you know, check out that Psalm, Psalm 116, 12 through 14. There's more there, but this stuff is ours. It's for us too. And, and, you know, but I love the idea that David is asking, what can I give back to God for the blessings he's poured out on me? And uh, so now's your moment to do that. Well, I think, I think to that point is, is a lot of us fail to have that perspective because we don't right. choose to pause and choose right. to go to the hard place. Right. And choose to sit there because it's just, it's so easy to go on with life. Like, right. I, I think the main thing that, that I see in the midst of the craziness around us, Kev, is so many people have been lulled into complacency and comfort, not yeah. even realizing that they have right. until events like this shake every facet of everything around them. Mm-hmm. And the awakening moment is, man, I have been 
way too complacent and way too comfortable in my own life right. and in my own faith. Yeah. And I have trusted in chariots and horses. That's right. And I have trusted in men. Mm-hmm. And I truly have not trusted yeah. in the Lord God Almighty as my sustenance, right. as my bread, as the one who dwells in me, all the above. Right. And so that's this moment where we're saying, if you're there, mm-hmm. be encouraged because yeah. that is the only foundation to build from. Right. That's right. Well, so so and I'm not sure how much time we have in this. Uh, uh, we got about eight minutes. Okay, good. All right, so let, let's use Scripture a little bit. Let's look at it. Let's look at our scenario. Let's look at where we are right now. Um, and there have been these turning points in history. I think this is one of them. It's not a new thing. I've been saying it. We've been saying it. Um, it's, it. you know, God forbid, you know, I tell people, look, I, <laughs> this isn't about knowing things or oh, that's such icky. Oh, I don't like that idea. There's people out there, you know, they're, they're, they're being these big prophets and look, I, there are good folks out there, but this is about you and God. This is about hmm. your faith. So it, it even filters into quit looking at these, these people that you think know everything, especially the ones that are so grand and they want to be ahead of the curve. And uh, you don't need all that. What you need is the Word of God and an edified spirit, and you've got to press into that. So, you know, I, I probably won't quit saying it, but it's, it's, uh, it, it, it's a revolutionary way to live. It's not new. It's just something that finally... Maybe some people are looking at rather than their wealth or their what they can stack up or their smarts or any of this stuff that people have been relying on. So I've been bearing, you know, carrying this flag for a long time. But uh, what we do is we we're here to help people as they come through that, as they step into it. You're not alone, in other words. That's what we do. So this is the, the whole organization is about about to help you set you free. So. So, but if you look at Scripture, what do you see? Uh, you, you know, think about this. Moses at the Red Sea. These are impossible situations. Gideon, 125 or 1,000, uh, defeated with 300 people. Uh, Abraham, the dagger over, over Isaac. Uh, Elijah, oh my gosh, Elijah has so much. Just check him out. Joshua, uh, walls of Jericho. Joshua and Caleb spying out the land. The only two, we talked about it last week, Noah, Gosh, look at the judges. Just get in there and start eating up the Word of God as if it's your only food. The only bread that you have in the cupboard is the bread of life. Get in there and start getting on it. Mm. So one of the things I've been sending out a lot lately to people are psalms. When you feel down, watch, get in there, drink it, take it in. This is your social media. Mm. So uh, That's so good, man. Um, you know, here, here's a great verse, uh, 1 Corinthians 3.18, and this is why my book is named what it is. I built my book around this by God's hand. But, uh, you know, you got to become a fool. It says, let no man deceive himself. If anyone thinks he is wise by the standards of this age, you should become a fool to be truly wise. And uh, I experienced that, ridicule, uh, difficulties, uh, just all kind of stuff, um, you know, facing dire circumstances. And uh, let me tell you, you know, it's uh, it's better to be a fool for mm-hmm. God than a fool for the world. I've got a, one of the 
you know, I've got essentially an entire library devotional that I've written things, uh, you know, nuggets and things, and we text out a lot of them. But uh, I just, one of them is there are essentially two kinds of fools. One is unimpressed by the impossible. The other is unimpressed by God. So let that sink in. Be a fool for God rather than a fool for the world. You're going to be a fool for one or the other. You can't be both. So you have to decide and take the flack. Mm. Uh, you know, what side of history will you be on? Um, so anyway, I, w- I want to say something to the whole thing. You, you made a comment about the prophets. And, and the picture that's being painted as you're unfolding all this, you know, I'm a little slow to kind of catch up with where you are sometimes and what you're seeing. And as you're unpacking that, I'm starting to catch up to it. Right now, I think that the, the challenge is, is there's so many people in the midst of the crazy environment that they're looking to social media to find out what's going on. They're right. looking for the news to find right. out the information. They're looking to the prophets or the church leaders. Just tell me what's happening. Tell yeah. me where to go. Yeah. And what you said was so impa- impactful is this is not about that. That's right. This is about you and the Father God yeah. and His Spirit, which dwells in you. That's right. And until you get to that place where that's your news source, yeah. where that's your sustenance, that's your food, yeah. you will not survive the days ahead. That's right. And and I told a, right. I told the, the group um, Monday night guys that I get together with, as I said, I'm tired of the prophetic because it has given people a license to just not do anything. Right. Well, oh, this prophet said that this was going to happen, so now I'm just going to sit here and eat chips. And I'm saying, right. no, what's God saying to you in the midst of this? And we've become so reliant on these grandiose prophetic words yeah. or these grandiose you know, news corporations or right. whatever. God is saying it's not time to listen to those voices as your navigational device. Yeah. You can listen to those voices, but you have to calibrate them by, as we talk about, the word right. and the spirit. And yeah. so that's the time we're in right now. Yeah, the idea is take your eyes off of man. Uh, it doesn't mean that you can't put hope in uh, <clears throat> even the political climate that we've seen. I mean, uh, it, it's it's comical. If it weren't tragic, it would be comical to most uh, rational-minded people. Uh, you've got people in Congress saying things like, uh, we're going to make Auschwitz look like a picnic. you got people pushing off conservative thinkers, uh, uh, pushing them off planes. I mean, you know, so it's okay to go there and, and, and sift through it and, and dig for news, but don't rely on it. Mm-hmm. it, nor should you rely on people that are flailing their arms and saying, thus saith the Lord. Uh, you know, to me, that's just icky. I'm not saying there aren't some good folks out there. There are some very credible, solid people, but the solid people are calm. Mm, yes. They're calm, they walk softly, and they carry a big old Holy Spirit stick. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, but uh, but that, that said, uh, just be at peace, right? Mm, yeah. So uh, how are we doing there? Yeah, we're going to wrap up into uh, the second segment here. we got about a minute or so. Is there anything you want to close up? Yeah, well, I think we're going to walk through some categories. Uh, we're going to look at the timing of all this and, and everything. So, so uh, you know, there's a lot more to say. But, yeah. uh, but be encouraged and uh, hold steady. So we'll come back to that. Yeah, it sounds good. Well, friends, thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break to recognize our corporate partners and be back for the second segment of Wake Up Our Faith right after this.
Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in and listening to Wake Up Our Faith here on Wilmington's Big Talker, 106.7 FM, uh, every single Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, our corporate partners are who make this show possible. We're so thankful uh, for them being a part of this movement that we have known as our organization, Uprint, Faith and Personal Development Organization, as well as our nonprofit entity, The Life Center. To learn more about our, our organization and who we are and the services uh, and ministry that we provide, you can go to uprint.life. That's Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E to get plugged into a variety of ways that you can begin to step into, discover your own faith, and then live it out right where you are. Our corporate partners want to recognize Dr. Greg Veeman and Seacoast Skin Surgery. Dr. V has a phenomenal skin surgery practice, Seacoast Skin Surgery, and also a ministry called Everlasting Strength. You can check him out on the web, everlastingstrength.org, or give him a call, 910-256-2100. Also, Chris Hutchins and his team at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. Chris, uh, just in 2020, was one of the most successful uh, lenders in all of the Carolinas. Uh, fantastic team there doing phenomenal things, getting folks refinanced and into this low uh, interest rate environment that we're in right now. Uh, give Chris and his team a call, 910-344-0304. Also, Century 21 Swire and Associates, again, a banner year for them as one of the leading Century 21 agencies in all of the Carolinas, 30 years plus of family-owned operations here in Wilmington, southeastern North Carolina, 910-256-0021. Our good friend Chris Riley and the team at Cap Trust Wilmington helping clients with their long-term financial plans, 910-256-8882. Also, PT Services of Wilmington, Dot com on the web, ptservicesofwilmington.com. That's Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington. Family owned and operated since 1983. Multiple locations here in Wilmington, 910-763-8286. Freeman Landscaping, Southeastern North Carolina's largest uh, privately owned landscaping irrigation firm. Family owned and operated since 1992, 910-796-1166. Uh, Aaron and Julie Taylor and their business, Beach Blooms Florists on Carolina Beach. If you have any needs for flower arrangements or gift baskets, they have a phenomenal shop, too, down in Carolina Beach. Go check them out, 910-707-0633. Also, the Rising Tide Real Estate Team, a full-service real estate team out of the Intracoastal office, representing buyers and sellers, one of the top real estate teams in all of uh, Wilmington, southeastern North Carolina, 910-620-7177. And last but not least, our good friend, Melissa Thomas, known better as Melissa the Coach, a speaker, personal finance coach who helps remove the clutter from your life so you can pursue your dreams and your purpose. Reach out to her, melissathecoach.com or melissathecoach at gmail.com. Again, thanks to all of our corporate partners who help us carry on the work of Uprint and the Life Center. Back to Wake Up Our Faith right after this. Hey everybody, Matt Ham here. I hope you are enjoying this week's show. Listen, if you have a question, please know that you can call it in to 910-805-8330. That's 910-805-8330. We would love to answer your question live on one of our future broadcasts. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to the show. Hello, welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams. Uh, with you every week. I appreciate those of you who are tuning in on our variety of uh, resources and outlets and how we get this message out to you all. Many thanks to our 
uh, regular listeners and kind of our inner family who help us support the work we do and are deeply involved. Uh, it's always a pleasure to walk with you guys. Really excited about what's ahead in 2021. We had a great year in 2020 and just looking forward to what God's doing and he's doing some incredible stuff. So Kev, want to pick up where we left off. You know, today's show title is, is playing off of, like you said, Psalm 116, I believe is the passage that you, you mentioned there. <clears throat> and it's David um, kind of asking the question, you know, what can I give back to God uh, because of all that he has done for me? And so uh, diving right back in where we left off. Uh, first, I'd like to say that, look, uh, if you if you want to jump into our portable faith community, um, we're going to give you uh, information as much as we can. Um, so if you're looking for that, or if you're looking to be able to get into a text-based uh, community, um, you know, it's, it's about your faith. It's about encouragement. Uh, so, uh, but there, there is a, a runway there for us to deliver things that we know are real and true. Uh, it's $10 a month, but it's a, it's a tax-deductible donation, and uh, it helps us do what we do. Um, that said, uh, my book, The Extravagant Fool, I wrote it, uh, gosh, seven years ago, I think. But uh, <clears throat> that, uh, if you join and get us your address, uh, we definitely will send you a copy of this book. This book is uh, uh, about living by faith. So it's very challenging, but it it it'll also encourage you of God's goodness. So I'm just saying, if you want to jump in the community, uh, whoever you are, our arms are open. Uh, we will speak truth. Um, um, and, uh, you know, get your copy of that book too. So something to think about. Absolutely. Well, I want to back you up and say that, you know, Kevin, your book, uh, was a forerunner book. I mean, it was, uh, planted in you, birthed through you uh, by the Lord, I believe as a directional marker, uh, to be able to lead people through this season. Uh, you had yeah. to go first and you did faithfully and God's bearing fruit now, uh, in the lives of many individuals because of that. And so, guys, you know, it's interesting, not interesting, it's the Lord, <laughs> that uh, we saw a lot of what we're seeing now coming, um, just because that's how the Lord operates, right? right? That's the true prophetic. It ain't the guy always saying, listen to me, right. the prophet. Uh, so when we right. built the Portable Faith community, it was built on the premise to be able to have a place where right. you could distribute truth yeah. and wisdom and encouragement yeah. that was not reliant on social media and other outlets that want to censor right. uh, faith-based truth content. And so over the years, as we have seen the dividing line be very clear, mm -hmm. we want to invite folks into the Portable Faith community. So you can do that by going to wakeupmyfaith.com yeah. and get uh, get started, get plugged in, and join that community, right. and that will enter you into being able to get text, being able to get course access, uh, having full uh, kind of operational capacity within this community, yeah. and we're just getting started. Yeah, well, we're going to have a lot of content this year we're adding to it, but it's also a place for us to, we, we will pray for you, and absolutely, we take those requests, and uh, it's just a wonderful community, um, and not to go on and on, but it's really important right now when you don't have a way to have communication, uh, if you need family, if you need that, people you can trust that will speak truth and not weird, crazy stuff, uh, you're going to get it there. Uh, and again, if you want a copy of that book, uh, you know, great. But uh, it, it's, uh, think about it as a, you know, it, it just at 10 bucks. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, what, what do you do with your, your congregation? You know, it, it's, it's not even a tithe, right? It's just an uh, it's just an offering. Um, so don't get caught up in that. Uh, 
but do please do check it out. What's the site again? Let's yeah, wakeupmyfaith.com yeah. is the best way to go there and get plugged in. Right. Uh, as always, if anybody has any questions or, or trouble, you can just reach out, info mm-hmm. at uprint.life. But yes. uh, it's a great foundation, really growing and uh, vibrant right now, so definitely get plugged in there. Um, so, okay, so, all right. Kev, as, as mm-hmm. we dive in here, to, yeah. um, you, you were starting to unpack something before right. we went to break. Yep. So uh, let's, uh, you know, I'm the one that interrupted you. So, uh, you know, I, I just wanted people to know about that. But the so to pick up where we were, though, let's look at the timing. Let's look at the environment of this. We are, uh, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that uh, uh, is interesting for me personally, you know, we've all got little neat things that God's given us and shown us. And, and uh, well, you know, I'm a I'm 54 which means I was 50 uh, and four years ago. Well, that's interesting because uh, I, I, I had God wake me up, uh, I don't know, probably in 14 when my book came out uh, and tell me you're a Jubilee baby, uh, you you know, and I'm like, what does that even mean? I knew, you know, I'd read scripture many, many times and studied it, but but I didn't apply it. Um, so God rescued us in a phenomenal way. And I'll share that story with you sometime, uh, if you haven't heard it, but, uh, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable, but it, it happened. So when we got here, uh, it was like a prison break. It was like he let us out of prison and said, all right, go and lead. But it was also a Jubilee year and that was 2016. So, you know, he woke me up uh, a couple mornings ago and reminded me of, of that, and I don't pay attention to what people say. I don't dig into all that uh, kind of stuff. So I don't know what's been said or not. I just wake up and, and speak what he tells me, and that's enough. You know, I, I don't care what you think if you don't like it. But <laughs> that's said with a hug. But, uh, you know, think about 2016. What happened? Um, so let's read... Um, I've got it written down here. Uh, yeah, just all you have to do, just check out. There's so much. I didn't want to overwhelm, but uh, Leviticus 25.10, it's, it's, uh, I've got it written down in really rough handwriting, but it says the 50th year is the sacred. Uh, it, it, this 50th year is sacred. It is a time of freedom, celebration, when everyone will receive back their original property mm. and slaves will return home from their families. So, you know, you think, well, it came and went. Well, what happened in 2016? Something happened. I'll just leave that with you. You know, something major happened. And, you know, people that may, may not have liked it, but it happened. That, I'm using God's word here. This is, it, and it, it, is, it was a jubilee year up to November 2016. Mm. So God did something. Because he does stuff, and he does it based on his word, not what people think or politics. 2016, something happened. All right? So <clears throat> when you look at that, what you see is the beginning of a season. You see the prep. You see something changing, and it did. But we're, what we're having to do is wait it out. So now let's go to Psalm 26.1. Vindicate me, O Lord. For I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. Think about that. Hmm. So to me, that's 
what we have had to do. Uh, if you if you have, if you haven't, it's okay. But uh, uh, we're saying now's the time. You know, you can't wait any longer. And that's a you know that's a great psalm. I love that. It's one of my favorites. But uh, it's a time of vindication. Um, so then uh, you go to uh, and these are just things that, that God's really shown me. I, I, Look, I, there's nothing in it, you know, believe it or not. I don't, I, it's okay. But uh, Acts 13, 41 says, Look, ye scoffers, be astounded and perish, for I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will not believe, even if one uh, tells it to you. <laughs> so what you see is, you see the beginning of a season that started in 16. Well, you plug in whatever event you want, but 16, something major happened, changed. And it was the beginning of a new season for us, all right? But the prep had to happen. We had to wait on this vindication, just like David. Uh, and we had to walk without wavering in integrity and faith. And we have. So what's next? Uh, this Acts 13, 41. And, I, you know, it's like uh, I call it pull the net. Like the, I saw the net on the whole world, just waiting on God to pull it. Mm. And all the garbage and all the evil will be caught up in it. Um, so think about it, you know, whatever, make of it whatever you want. I'm not proclaiming anything. I'm just telling you stuff that I feel, I see, and um, I'm excited about it. So the hard part isn't that you got to go pull the net yourself. The mm-hmm. hard part is you have to wait. Yeah. We're still in that moment, waiting, 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 and it's hard. Yeah. So in that moment of waiting, right, um, going back to, we talked about the cross in the first segment, Right. There's many who kind of cashed in, right? There are many who fled, who ran away. Yeah. Um, right now, I think there's many who are living with hope deferred. Right. And, and so uh, speaking directly to someone right now mm-hmm. who is wrestling with hope deferred, uh, what would you say to them? You know, as, I mean, you're, you're giving context for telling them what has happened and where we are. Yeah, um, you know, for someone who's still living in that hope deferred situation, what do you say? Well, you know, and this is what we do through our community. Uh, one simple thing is uh, is to ask the question. This is about uh, stirring your faith up. It's it's it's, it's encouraging, um, but it's not sympathetic. It's like saying, you know, would you, do you want to be rescued from your house if it breaks your legs if it's on fire, or not? You have to decide that. You know, we have people that come sometimes and they want some kind of magical solution in two days, and it just doesn't work that way. You have to be teachable. You have to listen. If you are, you know, you know, we're, we're all in. But uh, so, so the first step is to really understand where that hard place is. We said it last segment, and uh, and push out from there. If you start doing that, God will start speaking to you. And it's it's not. We all have this in us. Uh, his sheep know his voice. So this isn't some big prophetic thing. It's just get in there and listen to him. You know, he's real. And uh, he's got it. But I don't want to I don't want to say anything that's a cliche. You know, to me it's it's ridiculous. You already know them all. Get in there and get some new stuff. Dig in. So so one of the texts I sent out the other day, God really put this on my heart. Um, and it is uh, I just said, Where's your faith? Uh, now, I, I use some scripture from John. John is, in particular, right now, a really important book because it talks about us, our job is to bear fruit, and 
you know, it's about knowing that he's in us and we're in him abiding and all that. And it's the deity of Christ. So anyway, uh, so the text says, where is your faith? Question mark. Unless I, and, and I, these are two verses. First one is John 20, 25 B. Unless I see in his hands the mark of the nails and place my finger into the mark of the nails and place my hands into his side, I will never believe. Hmm. And that's John 20, 25 B second part of the scripture. Then just a few verses later, Jesus said to him, uh, this is John 20, 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, have you now believed? Blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Um, so, you know, the, the next, uh, my little commentary to that is let us walk by faith from the outside in have to guard our hearts. You know, we have to do that and be led by the Spirit from the inside out. Now, if you want to know more about that, give me a call and let's uh, let's talk through it. But the, the final question again is, where is your faith? And I think that's what God's saying to us right now. Will I find faith? Where is it? Hmm. So what you have is you have, you have evil. So you have the children of darkness, the tares, the children of the devil, whatever you want to call them. They do exist, and they are here, and they are—they uh, have a lot of perceived power. Um, and all you have to do is look at the charade that we've just been through. Um, if you have integrity, you can see it. If you just listen to crap media lies, then you won't see it. But uh, so you have three elements here: you have Egypt, you have the people, uh, and then you have uh, leadership—true leadership, Moses. So that's one way to look at it. So you got children of darkness, another way, evil leadership. Gosh, do we see it. Then you have the majority of Christians, and I call them the Thomas Christians. Mm. They have to see it. Mm. And uh, so there's only a few that understand the dizziness of walking by faith. Mm. And uh, I say a few. I'm not talking about two people. I'm saying... It, it, the majority are Thomas Christians mm. because they haven't been tested. They have to see it. Jesus did not condemn Thomas. So we call them the misguided or whatever, but they have to see it. That is precisely why we're seeing what we're seeing. You have to see it, and you will see it, and it's colossal. Mm. But it's a new birth. So don't be mad or, or demoralized or down when you see uh, people, uh, hypocr- hypocritical people, when you see people in leadership doing things that are uh, insane, don't be down. Thank God for showing you, Thomas, and stand up and take your place and start to lead from the word outward. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to beat people up. I'm here to stir people up. That's what we got to do, right? So, mm-hmm. so are you Thomas or are you you know, the ones that, that believed without seeing. You have to not be overwhelmed by what you see. You're relying on that. You're in trouble. Yeah. It, the, every morning when I take the boys to school, <clears throat> I've started uh, just playing some scripture over the, uh, you know, through the system or whatever, and just trying to have conversations with them about it. We have a captive time. And this morning we were playing the story of the centurion who came to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I love what he said, because Jesus said, I haven't found this much faith in all Israel. 
Right. Because the guy was willing to say, you are a man under authority. Yeah. And if you speak the word, it's done. That's right. And so, man, that's convicting because like you, certainly I want to and believe that I have that level of faith, you know? And and so we have to stand confidently like the Roman centurion in this moment and say, because Jesus said who he is, because his reputation, because the authority he's been given, whatever it is that he desires to be done will be done. And I'm believing that it will be done. And that's the kind of, like you said, I love, I love the phrase dizzying faith. You know, this morning there was a heavy fog bank hanging over downtown Wilmington as I kind of came in and it's, that's what it seems like. But what you do in the fog is you just know that it will lift, that there is reality beyond it. And you just take the small steps every single day right in front of you. That's right. That's right. Uh, It it starts your day meditating on and in the word. You have to take it in. uh, You have to feel it. You have to engage it in your inmost part. So, there's a whole lot of people that have to, they're looking to and fro. Well, God's looking to and fro for something that he can attach himself to and carry out his purpose. So the battle here is spiritual. What can I give back to God is the question David asked. What you can give back to God, we talked about it last week, is your expectations of his goodness. Mm. This is what you owe him. You owe him your faith. Mm. And if you don't give that to him, um, you know, then, then, uh, you know, you can't, you, you can't live out why he made you. Right. And it's not him that's saying, it's like saying, uh, you know, one of the questions I've been asking people is, uh, do you think that this moment, uh, has, has revoked your purpose? Hmm. You know, because people, I have purpose, I have purpose. Now it's tough. The tough isn't a physical battle. It's spiritual. It's waiting. It's not hearing. It's, you know, from man. Well, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, my argument is, you, you know, do you think this has caught God by surprise or off guard? It hasn't. He's, he's got it. Pull the net. Uh, Jubilee meant something. Mm. You know, don't just disregard the stuff. Think about it. Don't try to make too much out of it, but just look at it. It's all right there. God vindicates. God loves his people. God goes back for the one, for the 99. This is God's heart and his personality. He loves us. Um, And he didn't make us, and he didn't allow us to go through even the things that we have in our life in vain. It's meant for preparation and leadership. Well, you know, I promised God a long time ago that I would stand up and speak for him. Um, And I wouldn't back off or compromise it. But I'm not going to do it from a place of wanting to be famous or grand. I just, I don't care. I just want to be clear. And, uh, but I have to live it out. We have to live it out so um, that people see it. So the Thomases, we don't condemn them. We open our arms and say, guys, come on in. It's okay. They didn't condemn Thomas, mm. the other apostles or, you know, other disciples. So it's okay. That, that this is our, these are who we're after. There's also people who don't believe who are going to come. We, we need to be open to that. Right. That's our call. So you've got the evangelism. You've got the harvest, but you've got a ton of people who need to understand how to rely on God, and that's a sanctification, that's discipleship. That's what we're about, and we are poised and ready to go for it. Yeah. Perfect timing, but hold fast, hold fast. So that's the, that's the waiting in the humidity, uh, in the dizzying steps. Don't let the enemy in there. Find your hard place. That's the Word of God, and push back from there. 
the gates of hell will not prevail against that. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot more to say, but uh, remember, what do you owe God? You owe him your expectations of his goodness. It's that simple. You start and end your day there, and you live from that place. That's not apathetic, nor is it reckless. Mm. Uh, and you do that, and God will give you peace and excitement about what he's up to. Trust him. This is a time of real faith. Yeah. It, uh, you know, I, the other night as I was pressing through this moment, talking about there will be those who don't believe, you know, that, mm-hmm. that will come. I, I think that there is a season ahead um, from a metaphor standpoint where we're going to have to be building houses, you know. And so right now it's the season to prepare yourselves. It's consecrate yourselves, right? It's right. get ready for what's coming, because there's going to yep. be houses to build. So make sure you got your hammer. Right. Make sure you got your nails. Make sure you've gone over the plans. Make sure that you're ready mm-hmm. when that moment comes, because it is coming for us to build the kingdom. And and I and I thought specifically about Ananias in dealing with Saul of Tarsus. <laughs> yeah. You know, he didn't want to. <laughs> right. Because he said, God, this is the guy that was trying to kill everybody. Yeah. And God said, no, I got him. So Ananias was there to minister to Saul of Tarsus to bless him because God said so. Yeah. And it unleashed him to step into being Paul. That's right. And so we have to be the faithful Ananias who are willing to Mm -hmm. uh, welcome those who may have previously persecuted us, all the above. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and look at the the difference that Paul was never bad. Mm -hmm. Always had a good heart. He always loved his God. He just, he was misguided. He was wrong. There's a lot of misguided people out there who their, their eyes are going to be opened and make of it what you will. We don't have to put labels on it. It's going to happen. And, uh, but that's God's goodness. It's not uh, treachery. It's not something you need to fall down and be afraid of. You need to stand up and proclaim the goodness of God. That's what it means to be a Christian. Um, so that said, uh, the scales fell off Paul's eyes. Uh, he was prepared, you know, in Arabia and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, just one of the greatest leaders of all time. So absolutely. One body, many parts matters. God has not revoked your purpose because of this moment. It, he has revealed it and it starts with what you owe him. And that is your expectation of his goodness. You don't owe him anything else. Why is the, why is the first commandment to have no other gods before me? What are those gods? Are they what the next prophet's saying or, you know, what somebody's saying from a cubbyhole, you know, a bunker somewhere? And I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying trust God. That's Mm -hmm. your battle. You do that, you get up every day and you go about your business. Don't ignore what you see, but don't let it take you. Uh, You know, get up and go and, and be excited about what's coming because when you know who you are to bear fruit, that's why you were born. What is fruit-bearing markers? Honor God helps people satisfy your soul. It's time to dream. You got a week off from social world and electronics and all that, then dream. Spend time with him. Talk to him. But get excited. Don't do it in a place of despair. Do it in a place of expectation. Get your heart up. God is not the one that defers hope. Uh, that's the enemy. You, you know, tell them to screw it. Get, you know, get behind me. Satan means take your focus off of me. Mm. Your father has goodness for you, good plans. Over and over he tells us that. If you don't step into that, um, 
You know, it's like Moses not lifting his arms up. God gave him a simple thing to do, and he had help. He did that. Didn't make any sense. But when he did it, God won that battle for him. Yeah. This is co-laboring. We get to play a part in this. Be yeah. faithful. That's our warfare. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, Joe, I, Joe, I think we got a couple minutes, right? Three minutes, yeah. Um, well, Kev, man, thank you for continuing to just lead us and lead people through this moment. Uh, just... I see it as is so uh, God's sovereignty and His grace and His provenient grace of you know just allowing you to be able to walk through the journey that you have to be able to say, listen, I've been through uh, a pretty heavy time and a pretty dark, difficult time that many have not been, and so it's it 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 gives you the credibility, but also the experience and the wisdom to be able to walk through this season uh, because you've done it before, you know, and that's that's the true. You can't lead people somewhere you've never been. That's right. You know. Right. You can't lead people somewhere you've never been. Right. And so that's where I think organizationally what I'm so grateful for is you and I collectively, um, as leaders in this organization, we've been some places right. that many people have not been. Yeah. And so we can lead them there. And that's just re- very reassuring in this season to say, let's go, you know, yeah. just excited. Well, there's a lot of people out there that have been through things, but they don't connect it. They don't understand that, that God gives you authority in those areas. Instead, they, they mire in them and, 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 and hold on to them, uh, uh, you know, things that have happened in your childhood or whatever, trauma, traumatic events. This is your gold. This is what, what the enemy meant for evil. God means for good. Now, you hold on to that. Go back in your past and look at it and then step into the authority that God's given you. But right now, it, it, that doesn't change. God's will is on display. Will you step into it with authority? So, yes, you know, most people have been through different things. The difference is, will you uh, grow into who you are through that, or mm-hmm. will you complain and fall into despair over it? Yeah. That's the difference. Uh, you cannot please God without faith. That's Scripture. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. Again, get plugged in with us, uh, wakeupmyfaith.com, the Portable Faith Community. Uh, to learn more about how you can get plugged in with our organization, uprint.life, Y-O-U-P-R-I-N-T dot L-I-F-E. A lot of goodness to come. Uh, we're also here if anybody wants to t- chat, talk through this. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out. Kev, thanks again, man. Uh, you guys have a fantastic week, and we'll see you back next week.